You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. 26.7 the third quarter. Kanina Provlima a metre. Leap to fame is after him now on the outside. Max Delight went to the sprint lane. Leap to fame after Kanina Provlima. Max Delight comes through, but Leap to fame has taken off with 100 to go from Max Delight, Ricaro Rebel. But the golden superstar of Australian pacing will win the Cranberg Gold Cup. Effortlessly Leap to fame. Another top-class performance from the best of the best here in Australia. Leap to fame. He's a beauty, all right, as we know, Leap to Fame. One is expected, $1.10, but it played out a little differently, Chris Barsby, as I say good morning to you, to how a lot of people thought it would play out with the early speed. Yeah, absolutely. They they went hard early. That lead time was quick, and it was due to that fact that they went so hard early. It set up that track record in the end that Leap to Fame was able to establish. So it probably went against the grain a little bit. I'll be interested to get the thoughts of Gran of what he was expecting going into that race, and did it play out the way he was hoping for so but he's just a wonderful horse 33 from 43 over 2.1 million dollars so he's conquered melbourne he's tick tick there with the hunter cup and the cranbourne cup next start newcastle mile so that comes up next weekend hopefully there's no issues there and then he's able to win that which gains him automatic invitation to the miracle mile so that would be ideal two weeks between runs so let's find out if everything is ticking along nicely grant dixon the trainer driver he's online with us now grant appreciate the time congratulations uh, thanks, Chris. Did, did it go to plan or script that race on Saturday night with what you were thinking going into that race? Oh, Chris, I, I thought that'd go a little early, um, but then they'd sort of sort their positions out and then I thought I'd be able to pop around. I, I, I probably was happy that I didn't have to go any earlier than I did because there was a really strong headwind there. So I was sort of, in the end, I, I was pleased that they went hard and that I was able to go go later in the race, it could probably work out perfectly. It was a quick third quarter, 26-7. Did, did it feel like you were hiking along down the back? Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's down, like it's down, oh, downhill, there's a little bit of a downhill run there. So it did, um, yeah, it did feel fairly quick because I did give him a little tap up just so I could get across. So it wasn't three wide for the last corner. Great, did you pull plugs on him at all? Did I pull the plugs mm. or did I put plugs on him? Yeah, did you put plugs on him there? Oh, I did, yes, yeah, yeah. Did you pull those out at any stage? Oh, no, but he sort of, he, he knows what he's got to do. I sort of, I probably really probably only got to probably pull him in a mile race to sort of get him to be a bit more on the job. But um, no, he, 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 was, he was good. He done it well. Okay. Just going back to the dimensions of the track, I'm glad you touched on that. It, it's quite odd in, in, in some ways, Cranbourne, isn't it? Yeah, like, it, it's not a, a, a like, um, yeah, like there's, there's just a rise in the home straight and a, obviously a downhill run down the back straight. But it's not it's not dramatic, but it, yeah, it's definitely there. So once you're out on the track, it is noticeable? Uh, yeah, I think you can sort of feel that, you know, that there are, that you can sort of visibly, you know, see it a bit. But it, it's quite a good track. I was really happy with the track and um, the surface that they raced and raced on uh, in Melbourne and all their tracks are, are particularly good. Uh, that's a really nice cushion for the horses. Okay. So he's conquered Melbourne in this campaign. Hunter Cup, Cranbourne Cup, tick, tick. When is he due home? 
Uh, he'll, he'll fly in late this, this afternoon. Okay. Okay. And then it's Newcastle next. Yeah, that's the plan, yeah. All, all being well that he... Um, yeah, that will happen when he gets home and how he is. And, um, yeah, off, hopefully off mm. to Newcastle. And that'll give us, uh, uh, like, a fortnight, obviously, between runs. Yeah, Grant, did uh, you think about well. leaving him in New South Wales or going straight there instead of home? Uh, look, we, uh, we we thought about it, but we sort of do like to just get him home into his own, own environment um, and just, just helps us, interests us, to make sure we got him back to where we want him to be. So he's not away from home too too long, and um, but he either had to do a um, a road trip to back to Sydney or a road trip um, from Melbourne to Sydney or, or vice versa. So um, yeah, we just decided to do it this way and hopefully it works out. So who's more excited when he touches down this afternoon? You or Trista? Trista hasn't seen him for a couple of days, so she'll be starting to get it uh, itchy fingers, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, he. Um, yeah, when uh, when she called out to me, he he, uh, he lifts his head and looks to where she is. So yeah, I think he'll be looking forward to seeing her. That's for sure. All right. So Newcastle next. So do you come home from Newcastle, or now that you're down there in in that area, do you just move further south to Menangle and get ready there? Yeah, we're we're thinking uh, all being well that we probably will just stay in, uh, keep him down in Sydney, just to, obviously just to save him another trip back and forth. And there's probably not a lot of time. Um, yeah, if we did come home and back and forth, it'd, it'd be a bit, a bit too taxing. We, th- we thought. Okay, um, I know you were down there at Cranbourne on Saturday night, but did you get the opportunity to have a look at Don't Stop Dreaming win his race in Sydney? Uh, no, I haven't had a, actually had a chance yet. Um, obviously, I watched him a bit in the Hunter Cup, and obviously he's, he's a he's a great horse, and um, he's going to be super hard to beat in upcoming races. That's for sure. I want to ask about that and just expand on that a little further. So as it stands, there there doesn't seem to be an open-class horse that's really ready to, you know, test the mantle of leap to fame. Uh, I think ladies in red trials today, um, you know, we've got Jason Grimson now with Hot and Treacherous. Uh, hi, my name is Jeff, seems to fly around Menangle. Are, are they the biggest worries for you, or are you now sort of starting to focus on that four-year-old crop? Don't stop dreaming, Merlin, Frankie Ferocious for real life. Where are you sort of uh, eyeing off your opposition? Oh, look, I think you've just got to keep a healthy respect for most of them. You know, even a horse like Catch a Wave, I think he's a super miler, and I think, um, you know, the, probably his whole season's probably going to be worked towards the Miracle Mile again. So I still have a good respect for him. And even, you know, rock and roll dude on his right right nights hard to beat too. So, and and like you stated then, there's a, a bunch of four-year-olds coming through that uh, look like they're going to be super hard to beat too. So I, I think you just got to keep your guard up and, you know, keep an eye on all of them because there's, you know, they're, there's, al- there's always something coming through that's going to be hard to beat, that's for sure. Mm. It, it does look a good four-year-old crop, that's for sure and certain. Um the unofficial triple crown of harness racing, Grant, uh, Inter-Dominion, Hunter Cup, Miracle Mile. So you've got two of the three legs so far. Is the Miracle Mile a challenge that you're you're really looking forward to, along with Trista, you know, just trying to, to, to get that big uh, that big victory against his name just to complete that trilogy? Oh, look, Chris, uh, yeah, they've, they've all been challenges. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to get that, you know, for the horse. Um, and Kevin and Kay um, haven't won one yet either. Neither, obviously, neither have we. 
um, yeah, like we're, we're just hoping that yeah, just we get him down there in good good fiddle and um, yeah, gets his gets his chance. Um, he, he's, he's always gone well at Menangle, so I'm hoping that um, yeah, he can sort of race well through the Miracle Mile Carnival. All right, just with the Newcastle Mile, his next start. Are you hearing anything on the grapevine? What's likely to go there and, and race you that night? Um, I know Robbie Morris is uh, looking to take his two there. Um, but after that, I'm not sure who's actually um, making their way to Newcastle. I'm sure there'll be some good horses turn up, that's mm. for sure. Grant, that big race, New Zealand, I'm sure Chris was keen to chat to you as well. April 12, race by Greens. Logistically, what about getting there? Where does he have to fly out from after the Miracle Mile? Uh, he had to fly out of Sydney, and, and it's the same if he um, went to WA. He has, he has to fly out of Sydney too. So it's just up to Kevin which way he decides he wants to go. It's a bigger flight to go to WA than it is to New Zealand, obviously. Oh, right. So that nullable's in the mix? Oh, well, yeah, I don't think Kevin's ruled it out. So, he's, yeah, he's still trying to toss up what he's, which way he'd like to go. So, Which way would you yeah, and Trista like to go? Oh, we're all thinking New Zealand just because it's um, a shorter flight for him and and that. But, um, yeah, I, I think either place it will be super hard because obviously you watch the WA race and, they, yeah, it, it looks super hard to drive there and, and um, obviously the driving in New Zealand's a bit different too. So, um, yeah, but we're, we're all sort of more thinking that New Zealand will be um, just a, uh, less taxing on him just due to the... Um, yeah, the flight time. You're yeah. both a million, aren't they, Chris? Uh, yes. Mm. Yeah. The, the New Zealand race is more of a sprint race and the, the Nullarbor is more of a staying race, isn't it, Grant? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, um, yeah, the Nullarbor is over the, the, mile, uh, the mile and a half and the, it's, I think it's oh, 2,100 at Cranebridge. I'm pretty sure the, the distance. Yeah. All right. Well, there's a lot to look forward to, but we'll cross that hurdle when we get to it. We've got the Newcastle Mile and the Miracle Mile, but everything's on track. Yeah, so far, so good. Uh, um, yeah, I'll double-check soon to make sure the flight's all on <laughs> on the schedule, which is always a worry. But, um, yeah, hopefully it's all on schedule and yeah. we'll get him later today. Great. The fact that he's raced four times in four weeks, is he just a guts? Like, does he just clean out the, the feed bin the next day after he races? What do you do between these runs with him? Um, oh, look, my interest is sort of trying to, obviously, like most people would, just look at their, their weight and how they're feeling and themselves or how much we actually do with him through the week. Uh, he takes a bit of work, obviously, he's a, a stallion and that. But, um, yeah, if, I, I find him, we find that um, that he's easy to train, you know, once we can got him up fit, it's easy to keep him ticking over once a week. And we're sort of fine. Like by the time he's getting to his fourth run, he's probably getting to his best. Which was uh, evident yeah. during the end of Dominion, wasn't it? Yeah, we, we felt so. And and after in Dominion, he, he was like, um, you know, bouncing come Sunday, Monday. So he was, you know, I felt like after in Dominion, he, he, he could have went around the next week again and and gone just as good as the, the final. Like that's how he is. You know, he just really does thrive on the racing. Right. Is he becoming a little bit more? Boisterous? Does he know he's a a, a man now? Yeah, well, he uh, we only took him by himself on um, the Cranbourne on Saturday night, and he you know, they they probably positioned him so the the crowd could sort of have a look at him and that. But it was a bad spot for him because there was just so much activity around, and yeah, he, he wouldn't settle for a bit. But 
obviously he's always a bit better if Chris is there too, but probably me too. But um, yeah, we had to actually move him out the back a bit and get him in a quiet place just to settle him down. Yeah, will that be ten in a row when he gets to Newcastle, Grant? Oh, I'm not counting, Steve. I just want to keep taking <laughs> each race as they go. I'm not worried about no. how many in a row. Yeah. But do you feel the pressure now? I mean, it must be just a great feeling when you go to the races knowing you're driving a machine like this, but you're fairly humble and, you know, fairly reserved. But, you know, how do you feel with all this publicity surrounding this horse? Because now everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. We knew he was a star seasons ago, but how do you feel about that? Oh, look, yeah, we do feel the, the pressure. More, more so to keep the horse right and, and present him right, make sure that, you know, that he's, you know, spot on for all the races, which he has to be. Um, and then, obviously, then they've got the driving side of it as well. So, yeah, there's a lot, but obviously we wouldn't swap him for the world. So, yeah, we just, you know, just got to enjoy... You know, got to just keep giving yourself a bit of uppercut and remember to enjoy the ride because you, you never know how long... And with Kevin, was he for. there, Kevin Seymour, the other night? Uh, no, him and Kay went for the Hunter Cup, but uh, they didn't make it to Cranbourne. Okay. So you're getting all these uh, phone calls from race clubs saying, bring your horse to our track... What about the studs? Are they on the phone now, Grant? Uh, now that he's, you know, established himself and he's clearly number one, are the studs starting to call now? Oh, look, they don't, wouldn't ring me. They'd probably ring Kevin. But, you know, I, I sort of really just got to focus on his race career and, you know, the stud career will come when it when it comes, you know. I, I hope it gets delayed as long as possible, to tell you the truth. Fair enough. And with good reason. With good reason. So just tell me, you're not driving today. Is that because you're going to the airport? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, we've got to go up to Swarm, but so, yeah, well, it just sort of just didn't work in that, um, yeah, to be able to do both, so. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Hey, really, uh, really well done again there on the weekend. Appreciate the time today and uh, hope everything just goes to plan and lead up for the Miracle Mile. That's the big one. All right, thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thanks, Okay, Grant, one, one more question. So after yep. the, if you go New Zealand, green, race by Grins, or you decide to go to Perth, uh, the Nullarbor race, is it then Queensland Carnival, or is there something there as well? Yeah, that, that, hopefully we can give them a, just a little fresh and then, and then, um, yeah, then through the Queensland Winter Carnival, so... Probably yeah, 10, 11, 12... Don't, don't. No, don't. No, don't. So 10, Nullarbor, will, they'll be 13 or New Zealand. So it could be potentially 14 in a row when he gets to Queensland, Grant. We don't need to worry about that. <laughs> hey, just, just before I let you go, just on, on Cranbourne on Saturday night, just going back to the race, the, the most pleasing thing about that race was the fact that you were able to drive him in that different style. Like, we've seen it with the sunshine sprint up here, but he's just so versatile, isn't he? Yeah, Chris, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a perfect race horse and... Yeah, like he was just back to sleep there at the back of the field and as soon as I pulled him out, he just poked on up as I wanted to and he was happy to sit there straight wide and wait or as I give him a little click up, he just accelerated up and and then he got down for the corner and he waited there again and then and then I said, oh, fair go again and, he, and then he's clicking up again down the straight and then he, he probably relaxed a little bit again and, and then I think Max Light coming up the inside and I, I said, we better kick up again and then he kicked up again, you know, so... He's a, yeah, he's amazing. Um, he's amazing to drive. Yeah, I, I don't. I know that I'll never sit behind one that's um, the way he is. Just, he's just. He's, honestly, he's just perfect. Yeah, it's like you're on a V. You're driving the V8, and everything else is a V6 in the race. That's what it. What it'd be like, I reckon. 
Yeah, it probably is, Steve. But there's, uh, there's, there's other V8s out there, don't worry. So, yeah. <laughs> You've got to keep your eyes out. <laughs> no, don't, don't stop dreaming. It might be a seven-cylinder at the moment. might get to an eight. Yeah. Hey, hey thanks, Grant. Yeah. No worries. Good as well. Thanks, Grant Dixon. Mm. But that's the best way to describe it. He, he's the eight-cylinder star, you know, and the rest yeah. are just six-cylinders doing their best and, you know. Yeah. But as he just touched on, he's obviously really intelligent. Like, the fact that he can just go to sleep in the races. Yeah. I was just when, watching when him. He... Often horses hang and something they might be feeling. Yeah. But he goes straight as a gun barrel too, yeah. Chris, doesn't he? He doesn't yeah. hang in. He doesn't hang out. He's he doesn't... got no gear on either. Yeah. So it's not as if he's got a lugging pole on to keep him straight or anything like that. He's just push button, yeah. really. So As he said, horse of a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Too right. Too I heard him in a recent interview, you know, he talked about Rock Lee days, you know. I, used to, I remember watching him there, you know, as a, when I was growing up, you know, through my teens and that, you know, the hustle and bustle and, you know, his dad was there as well, Bill, and I bet you know, he'd love his dad to still be around to be able yeah. to watch him, you know, and this horse yeah. um, leap to fame. He'd he be said, watching on, though, don't worry about that. Once Bill. in a lifetime, mm. yeah. So... Special horse. Yep, Jack Calligan's with us, Chris. Well, Jack was in the winner's circle on Saturday night. Feature race winner's circle, taking the Hondo Grattan Stakes with Don't Stop Dreaming. So he is now qualified for the Chariots of Fire. It was a great phone call to get last week from Team Purden for Jack Calligan to take the drive. He's online now. Jack, good morning. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, Chris, and good morning to you. Was that a complete shock? Uh, was that call out of the blue? Or was there some whispers about that you could be in the in the running for that drive? Nah, there was a bit of a shock. Um, obviously, didn't expect it, and um, I was actually when the field came out listed on another horse in the race, so I um, had to quickly get off that one. But um, yeah, it, it all worked out. What are the chances of staying on for the Chariots of Fire? No idea, really. Um, That'll just be up to Mark and Nathan, and obviously the owners, but. Um, you know, you'd expect Mark would probably come over. I know he's got a cold coming early next week for the derby as well. So, um, obviously, if I got the opportunity, I'd, I'd be grabbing it with both hands, but not expecting it at all. All right. You're only a young man, Jack, but you've sat behind some really talented horses. Where, where does this guy rank for you off that one performance there? He went 50 and 5. He was explosive once you got him to the outside of the top of the lane there. So, where does he sit for you? Oh, he'd have to be right up there, Chris. Um, you know, it's probably a little bit hard to completely compare them just off one run, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't confidently be able to say that anything I've driven would just, you know, be able to beat him for fun. What were you thinking in running? Uh, you sort of got into a good spot there and he looked like he was full of running approaching the home turn, so... Once you got him to the outside, what were you thinking right there and then? Yeah, I was pretty confident right throughout the race. So I, um, I wasn't sure going into it whether uh, Brad would want to hold the front with his horse. Obviously, it's a great front runner, but um, anyway, the performance uh, my boat put in the week before in the Hunter Cup kind of put the riding on the wall, so I thought there might have been a chance to get in the front, but... I worked out pretty quickly that Brad looked pretty keen to hold up, so I was pretty happy just to sit outside him comfortable. And then when Luke came, you know, it was a nice chance to get a bit of cover. And around the last bend, he just swelled right up and um, exploded down straight. How did he feel through the line? He looked he looked great through the line. How did he feel through the line? 
Yeah, he was, he was in second gear, really. He, he When I first pulled him out, he just had a phenomenal turn of foot. And then once he kind of got a length of length and a half in front, he just really coasted to the line. So I, I think, um, you know, if I stoked him right up, he could have put a fair margin on him. Mm. So he's in the in the chariots of fire now. Frankie Ferocious has already qualified. He was the favourite prior to Saturday night's race. Don't stop dreaming. He's the horse to beat, isn't he, for everyone else out there aiming towards uh, the chariots? Yeah, I think, I think so. Obviously, there's still a few more horses to come, like Merlin. Um, they've probably been, you know, their biggest rivals with each other in New Zealand and most of the time, it's whoever draws better is usually coming out with the wins. So I, I don't think you could um, confidently say that you know he's right on the top shelf yet. Um, yeah, I think the draw is going to be extremely important. Mm, no doubt about that. Was that the first time you've done the uh, the Purden Silks in a race? Yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah. So a special thrill for you then? Oh yeah, no doubt. It was, uh, Massive honour, as you said, a big surprise to get the call. And, um, yeah, I just felt very fortunate to be able to drive for Mark and Nathan. And, you know, the whole operation has been the pinnacle. And, you know, what I've looked up to ever since I started following the shots as a, you know, young kid. So to be able to... Drive just once for them was a massive thrill. Yeah. Um, did you get any pre-race uh, tactics, or do they leave you to your own devices going into that race there on Saturday night? I spoke to Mark on Saturday morning and uh, just kind of asked him more about the horse, and he pretty well just told me he's pleasure to drive and he can do whatever you want on him. So there was no real instructions or anything like that, and. Um, which was good. It kind of kept all the pressure off me. I just was able to go out there with a clear head, knowing I had the best horse in the race, and um, he was able to prove that. Yeah, no doubt about it. So don't stop dreaming. His next start comes up in the Chariots of Fire, so we look forward to that. As it stands, you're one win away from 600 career wins. You're only 22 years of age, so can you get that 600th winner today? Oh, it'd be good, Chris. It's... Um Obviously, those little milestones are good to keep knocking up, but um, I haven't really got any standouts today, I wouldn't have thought, but there's a few with you know, even chances with a bit of luck they could definitely pop up. Okay. So what does the future hold then for Jack Kelligan? As I said, you're only a young man. Um, where do we see you in, in six months' time, in 12 months' time? I'd say just still in Sydney. Um, you know, hopefully getting some nice drives on Saturday nights and trying to chase a few group ones would be good. All right. Last week we spoke with David Aiken on, on air and he said that you'd be easily able to uh, make that transition from Australian racing to North American racing like Toddy and Dexter Dunn and Andy. So do you have any sort of dreams or aspirations of getting to North America sometime soon? Uh, I wouldn't say anytime soon, Chris. Um, you know, the... Kind of drivers calling it on that grand circuit level is quite different to here. Um, you know, you see the likes of Cameron Hart was probably the leading grand circuit driver this year and uh, last season rather, and he's only 24. Whereas um, Todd 
Cobb's probably the youngest of the real top guys, and um, he's getting close to 30, even though he probably wouldn't want to admit that. Um, so it's a little bit of a different setup, but definitely, in, you know, within time, I'd, I'd love to try my hand over there. All right. Well, Luke's going to make a little bit of a splash over there uh, later this year. Um, so will you have to hold the fort if, if he's out of action for a, a period of time down there in Sydney? Will you hold the fort down there? Yeah, I think that's the plan. Um, yeah, I'll just keep poking along and try and keep keep up the good form which the stable's in at the moment. All right, excellent. Hey, speaking of Luke, it was Super Bowl uh, day yesterday. He doesn't even know there was a game of football on. He was just worried about the halftime entertainment. So just tell me, at the stables yesterday, did he have the, uh, the speaker phones blaring with Usher going full tilt? Yeah, they sure was. The yeah. TV was on. Um, he couldn't believe that the first half took nearly two hours just <laughs> while he was waiting for us. So um, he did tell me some of his moves. He thought he stole off him from back in the day, but I, I don't know whether we should be believing that. He's got a man crush. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. he sure does, that's mm. for sure. Yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't there just to see the halftime uh, entertainment rather than the game itself. But anyway, we'll uh, see if he gets up there and sees him in concert when he makes that trek later this year. Hey, Jack, appreciate the time this morning. Job well done with Don't Stop Dreaming and uh, hopefully that 600th winner will arrive later today. No worries. Thanks very much, Chris. There's again joining us, Steve. So Don't Stop Dreaming, franking that form for Leap to Fame. So, um, you know, the four-year-olds, they're a good crop, so... You know, don't stop dreaming. Merlin, Frankie Ferocious already qualified. For real life looked awesome there on Saturday night. So mm. the main threat could come from a four-year-old rather than one of the mm. uh, older horses. Yeah, true. Just just clarifying with the leap to fame, was mentioned the New Zealand race by Greens. You mentioned April 12. Well, it's a million dollars. The race in Perth is 1.25 million, April 12. April 19. So April 19, the West, 1.25 April 12, the race by Grins, a million. So, so they've made a slight tweak there because they were on the same day last year. Mm. The race in Cambridge and the race in... You've got to two weeks apart. Yeah. So they've or tweaked it a little bit. So um, they've put a, a week between them, which is good. Um, it's interesting. Um, and, and Kevin Seymour's got a backup plan. So if Leap to Fame doesn't go to the West, maybe a horse like Future Assured could take a spot over there. Hmm. Last year, copy that won the New Zealand race. Yep. Race by Grins and in Perth. Better zip it. And the Magnificent experience. Storm stayed in and mm. went to the line under a half Nelson. Mm. 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 Indeed. Danielle Vivas. Uh, Danielle, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Uh, you're in the winner's circle on Saturday night, part of the team teal as well, so you're able to get a win on the board. And I tell you what, she was very good girl from Rosedale. Uh, I'm tipping you and Ryan would have been really thrilled with that performance. Yeah, we were, we were really happy with her on Saturday. Um, she's had a few issues, um, so we were just hoping to get her around safely, but no, she definitely outdid that. Yeah. She, she's a fast little mare, but on Saturday night, she was able to do some work in her races. So she's obviously uh, improving and, and getting stronger as she gets older. Yeah, she definitely is. Um, she sort of hasn't had a lot of racing, um, and she's she needs a bit more time to mature, but I think at this stage, we're hoping we'll just sort of keep her going every week and... And um, keep her, you know, keep her manners a little bit better than last season. Yeah. Uh, she was impressive because she got home in 56-4, 28 the last quarter, and she looked comfortable going to the line. Yeah, I thought she f she finished off really well. 
um, definitely a challenge for her sitting outside the leader. Um, that was the first time she has done so. Um, but she's been in front a lot and she she does like that speed um, and probably runs a, a quick last half um, when you let her. Yeah. Were you surprised that she was able to settle as well as what she did being on the outside of the leader? Um, she did pull a little bit, but they did back off to a 32, so that, that was probably as slow as she can go. Um, so, yeah, I, I was happy that she did. Um, I think it still depends week to week with her. Next week she could be an entirely different horse again. All right. So that was a quality there on Saturday night. What, what does she go to now at Albion Park now that she's got that quality under her belt? Yeah, we've gone for the band five again this Saturday. So things are starting to get a little bit more difficult. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. Well, she's now won six races, and all six victories have come at Albion Park, so there's no doubt that's her favourite track. Yeah, definitely. All right. So earnings over 50000 as well when you factor in the Qbread bonuses. That's girl from Rosedale. What about today? You've got some good drives today, and I wanted to run through them, and I'm keen to get your thoughts here in race two. You're driving Aldebaran Fonz. He's a three-year-old. Uh, yourself and Ryan, you've been with him all the way through. Um, he, he looks promising, this guy. Is today his day? I hope so. Um, he's a nice little horse. He just tries his little heart out every time he goes out there. Um, so far, Touchwood, he hasn't done anything wrong. So um, hopefully today it, it might be his day. Okay. Uh, he's very sensible. He's got good manners and he can follow good speed. Like last week, they went two minutes point eight. So he's done a really good job there. Yeah, each week he just seems to improve. Um, and I think he actually likes that bit of speed on. Um, if anything, it's sort of when they, they sprint, he sort of takes him a little while to get, get going, um, but he can run those quarters as well. All right. Well, that's uh, Aldebaran Fonz there in race two. Uh, let's go across to your next drive. Race four, bad boy Boris. He's been good boy at, at recent times because he's won his pass too. Can he go the three-peat today? Oh, well, I think so. I think it, it does look a uh, suitable race for him. Right, despite the draw? Yeah, like I do like him out, out in front best, um, so that's going to be a bit hard from the back row draw today. But um, last start he, he come from, um, well, I think he ended up three back. Um, so he can do it. He can sprint home. Uh, I think it was 27 last quarter last time, and he, he finished really strong. So hopefully... Um, it won't bother him today. All right. He was stood down after his uh, recent start there and he went back to the trial. So is everything okay there? Yeah, he um, just put in a few rough ones on the first turn. It sort of wasn't entirely his fault. The death seat horse grabbed up too too quick. But he's um, he's sort of a funny horse. Like, he's had a lot of problems with legs and feet over the years and he hasn't had that consistent racing. So even though he's a five-year-old this season, we sort of still see him as a three-year-old and he still just needs that racing to mature a bit more. All right. Okay. Well, hopefully he can get the job done again today. He's in very good form. What about saving Major Percy? Is this the type of race that he can turn his form around in today? Uh, I don't know. Um, he's been very hot and cold lately. Um, we've, you know, had a vet check, done bloods on him and can't find anything wrong with him, but... It just seems to us like the heat's affecting him. Hopefully it, it won't end up too hot today. It might end up a bit muggy. I don't know, but hopefully you'll be okay. All right. Well, he draws nicely there. There's an early scratching of Elder Sensation. So he's suited by the miles. So if he produces his best, he can be very competitive here. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, there are your three drives today. So is it fair to say you're looking forward to Elder Baron Fonz the most? Yeah, I think so. 
Well, fingers crossed he can break his duck and uh, shake maiden ranks today because he's been very good. Six starts, four placing so far. Hey, job well done on Saturday night with Girl from Rosedale. Hopefully the winners keep coming for you. Appreciate the time. Thank you.